sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, world. Mother Earth. My name is Erica. And oh my goodness, we have, let me just go through here, um, checking out our SoundCloud. Last week, Ashburn, Brussels, and Fort Worth were the top three. This week, Frankfurt, oh my goodness, I think this is my mom's spirit coming out. Fort Worth and Lompoc, and those are the top three. And I was so excited about that. That's a SoundCloud. That's a place where you can go find us along with AM 1290 if you're commuting into Santa Barbara. Hello. Or FM 96.9, our morning commuters. We love you. We also love anybody who's tuning in on Facebook or Eternity Ready Radio that airs us Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. So, again, we are all over the place. And um, um, I just feel super blessed to be able to get this information out to the world. What we do is we anchor our teen athletes. We give them opportunities to broadcast during the school year where they give us our weekly recaps. And this has been really good for them for college resumes. Um, when in the off season, I call it the off season. What I like to do is just really focus on food and uh, nutritional information. And I, we, what we do is we gather up the folks here in Santa Barbara that, that can really um, talk about such issues. And today I'm really excited. We have in the house, Micah. Micah is in the house. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm very excited that you're with us today. She's the leader of the local chapter here of the Weston A. Price Foundation. And Micah, why don't you tell us what that foundation is? Why don't you tell me? All right. So um, the Weston A. Price Foundation is a educational source for all things like wise and nourishing traditions from our ancestors. Um, So the foundation's education is based off of Dr. Weston A. Price, who um, in the early 1900s, he was a dentist and he traveled the world to a bunch of different primitive communities that had yet to be Um, introduced to processed foods or westernized foods, you can call it. And he studied their bone structure and their um, health, their blood tests. And he was um, recording, uh, this is like at the, uh, not the beginning of the huge industrial uh, processed food push, but um, it because it had already started much before that, but it was starting to reach these primitive communities. And so they were sort of the last resource we had to see what the foods were doing to our health. And um, so Sally Fallon Morell started and um, Sally Fallon and Mary Ng, I think it is, they both started the Westlake Price Foundation. So they just took his work and built a foundation that is um, a education resource. Uh, They do meetups, they do activism, like they challenge a lot of laws and um, 
what else do they do? I keep hearing myself say, um, and I just listened to one of your past shows where you guys were talking about lots of likes and ums and things. So I'm <laughs> laughing at myself as I talk. <laughs> They're called uh, sloppy fillers. And uh, I, uh, sloppy fillers. I stop putting money in the jar because I say so many. So listen, oh, oh, you're oh. okay. You're, you're doing a great job. But what I want you to know is like, you, you've already met everybody in the quiet room before we started, but we've got Dominique Hackett in the house, Namita, uh, our celebrity chef, owner of Namita's Cuisine, Alex Ramirez, uh, Fit for Life, 805, I'm sorry, Karina Maharani, and Christine Marie works for the county with the behavioral wellness. And she's also going to pull a card for you at the end because she is our resident Tarot reader. Now, I want to make sure you're going to, at the end of the show, you're going to be you know, landing on a good week, that's for sure. Yeah. But if any of you all have any questions, we're going to start with Namita. And the, the irony is, is you know Namita already. So there you go, <laughs> Namita. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be back on the show. And uh, and you know me, wherever food is mentioned, I jump in. So I'm super excited, Micah, that you're offering awareness in the community, bringing back, you know, the freshness of food back and i know that you're very involved in gardening and you walk the talk and those are the kind of women and men i like so thank you for contributing and being an inspiration to our young community yeah i love it so if you don't mind we don't like to age people out but you're in your 20s which is fantastic mm -hmm. because you you could be the beacon that it, it's nice because, you know, you're only a little half a step away from kids just getting out of college or entering, you know, getting out of high school. Mm -hmm. And those are the kids, especially, you know, we focus on the show is Teen Sports Radio. Um, we do our, our anchor, of course, is the teen athletes, but we get into the arts and we get into music. But we just want to inform kids. And that's the cat door into the community here in our county because we, they want, we want them to be aware. Right. What they're doing, fuel is, is it's like if you have a car, what are you going to put in it? Are you going to check the oil? Are you going to rotate the tires? If you don't do that, it's, it's going to collapse and it's going to break. So um, what led you to where you are right now, Micah? How'd you get here? Yeah, I actually played soccer since I was four to about 18. And I was on track to, I grew up in Colorado and I was on track to go to college for soccer. I was a defender. So lots of, um, it was very hard on the knees. And I was not aware of nutrition. I wasn't aware of treating like stretching or any of the ways to really take care of my body. And so when I got injured, when I was 17, I tore my MCL or I tore my MCL and meniscus. And so I just quit soccer completely and went into a very dark place for a while because, you know, an athlete without um, having that sort of outlet is really an odd place to be <laughs> and got into some partying and um, just was kind of on a bad path. I still had, I had a lot of energy, but I just didn't have an outlet for it. And then I watched a few documentaries about going vegan 
And so I was vegan for five years and living in Hawaii. And I was not doing that very well. And we kept getting more and more sick. And by more and more sick, I just, I mean, like just so anxiety ridden, depressive all the time. Um, was really relying on waking up and getting that coffee or Adderall or um, any sort of stimulant. And then I moved to Santa Barbara with my boyfriend who's from here. And he, um, we moved in with this, fam- uh, this other couple and this girl looked at me and was like, I could ha- have you ever heard of the Wesley Price Foundation? Have you ever heard of nourishing traditions or any of this stuff? And I was like, no. And she's like, I think you should look into it. It really helps. So I started looking into it and then started slowly shifting my diet to um, the, they have like 11, the foundation has like the 11 principles that they follow. So I was just switching my lifestyle into that. And through that, all of a sudden, my knee started actually feeling better after years right. of her. And um, yeah, and seriously, my spirit came back. My, I, my, I no longer have any sort of anxiety or things like that. And so, isn't and I, it wild how much the connection of it's so what, what it, I think it is is because we've been so programmed. I use the word programming a lot on this show. But we've been so programmed because 24-7, we are slammed with the visuals of the uh, the media, which is slamming us. And you can't pick up anything where you see the ads and the commercials and everything. Uh, I don't. We don't do any news, and I watch very little TV. But if I do, I have that, man, I'm holding on to that clicker because mute. Yeah. <laughs> I have the power here. The mute button is the most important button, I go. Dominique. I was just going to say, Corinne, you probably have an amazing heartfelt towards Micah's journey because the Ayurvedic perspective is it's so in alignment. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, like we were saying, the world came so far away from its original rootedness of living in harmony with nature and also living more simply. We, we became so complex and kind of deranged that now we are like looking back again and trying to trying to trying to regress into a more healthy, balanced state. It's a beautiful um, it's a beautiful time to be alive, I think, to see this witnessing. Definitely. Yeah. Alex, I know you're all about nutrition. That's a big component of your practice. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a challenge, of, you know, based on taste preference and what foods really do to your body, because it's everyone's different. You know, some people have a negative response to maybe tomatoes or strawberries, for example. And even though they're super healthy, your body doesn't like them. So, you know, for, for Mika, it's, it's, you know, she had to really figure that out. And, you know, experimentation is a big thing where you just try as many foods as possible. and Another thing that helped me kind of get grounded and get back to my ancestry was I asked my mom, what did my grandparents eat? And where were they eating back then? And she told me, I was like, a lot of red meat, which I don't really do anymore. But uh, beans were there, obviously, tortillas, rice. And so I'll do some form of those things. But I think for kids, it's important to know what their parents had. Because I think for them, they'll understand that it's good for their body 
that their body actually likes it. Sometimes we don't like it. It may not taste good, but yeah, these teen athletes, it's, it's really important to nourish and fuel your body before and after training, especially um, because if not, you know, you're going to continue to have that old injury plaguing you for years and years and years. And if you're not rehabbing too and, and stretching and working on your strength, you're just going to stay there with that injury and it's always going to bother you. So nutrition, fueling and exercise. And then of course your mental well-being. I mean, all these components just come into play, but I do think it starts with nutrition because you are a product of what you eat. Yeah. And, and physical therapy has gotten so big. I know after every single practice, my son would ice down when he was in college and it would make me laugh because he always has to hear the same thing. Like there was no physical therapy. When you had an injury, it's suck it up. And yeah. if you're 13, go, here's the hose and here's your bag of ice. I mean, there was nothing else. There was no STEM machines. There was no flexibility. You barely stretched before practice. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, as a kid, you don't really need to. You can just uh, get up and go. You're a chicken at that age. You know, recovery uh, was easy. Yeah. It was easy. And then now at 40, I'm just like, God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that yesterday from my workout. Jeez. <laughs> Dominique. Well, I was just going to say, Alex, I know you're really good when you work with athletes about treating them as a whole person and recognizing themselves existing without their sport i mean that uh micah your journey of as as a student athlete and then having to recreate your identity because you didn't have your sport after the injury this is a huge component that teens don't realize they're falling into when they're so focused on their athleticism that uh, creating an identity that exists outside of their sport is really important. And the nourishing food component, connecting with your ancestry is part of building an identity that is adaptable to whatever is happening in our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I have a few two cents to add to this because Alex, um, the idea about tracking down our ancestry and our DNA um, actually has played an active role in my life that I can say that when I went through a very serious bout of illness about 12 years ago, interestingly enough, it was the food that my ancestors ate that was what supported in the healing. So that also brings me the question of what is it that our uh, past generations here in the U.S. have been eating, 60s, 70s, 80s? Those generations um, have been filters of fast food industry, fast TV dinners. So I applaud the youth that are actually educating our generation on how to eat better. I am very surprised at how many vegans and how much awareness on what uh, power foods and energy foods and that the youth is developing a, a, you know, a very healthy market to access. Now, at the same time, Micah, it brings up questions like you said, I was miserable when I was vegan. There is a um, forward movement of really wanting to claim health, but not balancing it with 
previous generations that we're talking about of unhealth, plus the, I mean, there are so many factors along with the stress, which is a huge factor. So food, all in all, in summary, what I'm trying to say is, yes, there are many components to how we intake the food, just in two healthy choices. But let's Let's do this, Namita, because we've got a sign here. We've got to take a break, but we are going to come right back to Micah Kraft right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, so this is Namita from Namita's Cuisine, always uh, working to offering our community healthy, nourishing food directly from our farmers. Pleasure to be back again. And I was just talking to Micah about the complications of food selections when we're trying to be healthy as we adapt to the new times, um, the new stress levels, you know, looking back as what Alex was saying about our ancestry and what our DNA is happy with and what it resonates with. And then I also want to bring in Micah because there's um, three experts on the show today that I'd like to tap into in Ayurveda. And so we know that Ayurveda uh, respects ancient tradition of nourishing, uh, the ancient lifestyle of slowing down. But could we talk about these three components um, that really reflect on the energy level, according to Ayurveda, that um, pretty much shows up in our disposition and how we interact with self and others, which is the three states of you know sattvic rajasic and tamasic food um maybe karina or or micah want to chime in because that that to me is the key of identifying what works with our body the yeah, basic chime in on that you know like would be considered something very light very clean very pure and it always promotes a mostly a plant-based diet but also lacto-vegetarian diet but in the ancient days we treated our animals with much more respect we met the cows only in the afternoon after they grazed all day and there was much more human behavior towards animals mm. and that was really part of a diet now rajasic diet is more meat-based and in ayurveda it is considered like a very inflammatory causing very uh, heated diet and red meat belongs into that category and spice. but um sometimes meat in ayurveda is medicinal too because we are all unique and everybody has a different need so it includes a compassion towards the human being that requires to eat the meat too when we put together an ayurvedic meal plan and tamasic food is really dumb dead food that's like canned preservative food that makes us tired that's too heavy that doesn't have much life force in it those are the three categories 
Neat. So like again, choosing what do you want, like a a high frequency diet, like for meditators or sattvic diets, you know, yoginis, they want to be light in their body. So, um, you know, one thing I always find it amusing, I'll never forget, um, the, the Swami that I studied cooking with, um, Swami V, we call him a nickname, he, he, he told me anything that runs from you, you shouldn't eat. Anything that offers itself to you, you should. So a sattvic diet is all vegetable-based that are offering themselves to be picked. Rajasic diet is has got its place. That's where we put the chilies, the fire in the belly. Because if we are doers, we want to contribute to society. We can't be ordinary fairy disposition. There needs to be a bit more fire within us. And then, of course, I'm afraid to say my bias will say a large percentage does a very classic diet, including me when I go on a binge on pizzas. So <laughs> the processed food is what's going to make you pretty much very active on your Instagram, but not very physical out there. Yeah. Dominique. Well, I was just going to add that um, every, every uh, tamasic, sattvic, rajasic, everything can be used as medicine at some point in our diet. Um, but the fun thing is just recognizing, oh, what do I find nourishing? And I think that um, the nice thing about the Western House, the, that nonprofit is that they're recognizing the importance of going back and studying the ancient traditions and saying, wow, there's thousands of years that have gone into developing the diets that sustained civilizations. And so when we cut off that knowledge and just jump into junk food, um, we're not recognizing the wealth of knowledge that humanity possesses in looking at the ancient traditions. And so re-looking at those ancient traditions and seeing what resonates to us is really wonderful. I do a, 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 I think it's called kinesis thing where you can put a food, like put an apple in your hand and then put it, hold it next to your, your belly and ask yourself, does this feel like it's going to give me life and energy? And then try holding a bag of Doritos and put it in, in your hand and put it next to your belly and say, is this going to give me life and energy? Your body actually tells you one thing is, is nourishing and one thing is not. It's fascinating. Well, Do your own experiment. When I hold a, a, a bag of Doritos and I haven't had that that uh, option here lately because I'm in this fast thing and I'm trying to do really good. But the first thing that came to me when you said a bag of Doritos, I'm looking for the dip. What <laughs> 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 am I going to dip it in? Stop it, Alex. Okay. <laughs> I'm being honest. All it's right? okay. It's all yeah, right. You're allowed to be honest on this show. Absolutely. The first thing that came into my head. Okay. You know, I think just to, just to chime in real quick, um, I think what we've gotten away from is, oh, yes, of course, are the, these nourishing foods, these foods that we know are healthy and all this processed food and sugar. I mean, sugar is just such an inflammatory ingredient. We also I mean, there's coffee in the morning. People put milk, sugar in their coffee and it continues throughout the day. They're just just every, everywhere you go is processed and. And what's interesting too is how uh, I'm sorry I forgot your name. Um, Micah. Micah. 
<laughs> Not Micah, I'm sorry, the Ayurveda uh, specialist oh. in the middle. Karina. What is that? Karina. Karina. I'm so sorry, Karina. But how you were talking about foods and the animal and how we treated them. That's very interesting because these slaughterhouses are just pumping these cows with growth hormones and you have wheat bread that's genetically modified and everything's been altered and tampered with nothing's so natural anymore so going organic and getting some bread from a local bakery getting some some fish from the local fish market going to your farmer's market like that's the better way to go but i think we've gotten away from eating healthy because we're just inundated with fast food and it's just easy it's convenient and uh you know most times people are lazy and they don't want to cook they don't want to meal prep so it's it's an interesting game of balance and figuring things out but i i think you know processed foods are, are very detrimental to your body and it puts you on a path of inflammation yeah, yeah. i just i really encourage and mike well first of all i'm ecstatic that we have micah on board because she doesn't even know it, but she's a permanent now right all those in favor that want micah to be a ghost raise your hand Thank you. It's unanimous. Micah, you're a, you can't leave now. We got you. Because you're filling a slot that we need because we don't know who the right messenger is to get the word out. And your experience with the sports, the athlete, you know, your admittance to the Adderall and dumping on Neps sleeves and just your whole journey is something which you have to understand. You're a beacon of light mm -hmm. and just be transparent and truthful of your experiences and your path is huge yeah for kids that are behind you and it's really important to me to be able to find different ways to package and promote information because that's really all we're trying to do here is get the word and the information out and my big thing right now is nutrition as everybody knows because i'm we're doing it um dominique started four or five months ago about making our own starter we make our own bread and the whole meal prep and then we talked to Carolyn Givens, owner of Givens Farm. I mean, we don't realize this. Maybe we do, maybe you don't. But folks, California has more organic farms than any place in the world. We mm -hmm. are so blessed at what we have here right now. So let's do this. We've got Richard and Scott. Well, Sky, I always say Sky and Brian in the waiting room right now. They're from uh, the, their chiropractic. Take a little break from their school. So we're going to get to them. They're going to be talking talking about, I believe it's dopamine. So we're going to get to that. And then we're going to be back with Micah. So stay tuned. Come on and work it for me. Let you finally move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We go party tonight. We go we are back and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth and Bryant Allen with Life Chiropractic College West. And we are continuing our conversation last week on dopamine. So, Bryant, I, I know you're you're drawing some inspiration from the the Huberman podcast, and you were kind of inspired by that, and wanted to talk uh, to the teens a little bit today about how dopamine can affect you and some myths regarding that. Um, what what do you have to share with us? 
Hey, everybody. Great to be back. Yeah, I just I really want to relate to your listeners and, um, you know, struggling very open with my battle between um, addiction and a, a ADHD, which very go hand in hand, just learning about myself um, and how dopamine plays a role. I I've had some pretty profound experiences within my yoga practice and and something came to me about how dopamine drives everything. And recently I've been uh, having some YouTube videos pop up in the last three months. Dr. Andrew Huberman, Love Fam Huberman podcast, uh, has had a series on just what dopamine does. And it, it, it's, it's incredible. Dopamine is a primary neurotransmitter. We are so inundated with uh, dopamine hits in our society. And so sometimes we can go in these depressions when we are, when we're inundated, when we follow these these indulgences in life, even over drinking caffeine. And then we have uh, a lot of young people are stressed and will lean into pornography or even the acts of, of sexual relations, which there's nothing wrong with, with, um, you know, experiencing those things when you're young, but then they, then you drink on the weekend and all these other things that affect dopamine. Even it's fascinating. Dopamine Actually, the dopamine now they're finding is not released after you've experienced the pleasure. It's the seeking of. It's it's the desire to. You can think about enjoying or indulging. You can think about sex and release dopamine. And then you're on your phone and you're scrolling through Instagram. You're scrolling and scrolling and hits and hits of dopamine. And then you wonder why you're depressed. Dopamine, when managed, you it's our drive for motivation. Uh, pleasure. It's the reason you see people crushing it on podcasts. Uh, I, my issue was I was a heavy drinker after the loss of my brother uh, when I was 20 years old. And then I had zero motivation for schoolwork. A- and I was just found in this loop. So what was profound for me, I would recommend there's a podcast uh, with uh, Dr. Huberman had Anna Lemke on and she's a pro- uh, research professor, did a lot of work on dopamine, read her book. It's called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. I love that title. Uh, basically, I experienced this myself, uh, but I would highly recommend kind of getting off of these addictive substances. If you can give yourself one month detox, unfortunately, research in her clinical experience, Anna Lemke talks about she helps addicts get off and um, rehabilitate from kind of a, a dopamine detox, if you will. And it, unfortunately, things do get worse before they get better within uh, sometimes week three. But in my experience, every January, I do a month and a half sober. And oh, wow, you have to experience this. You know, alcohol can be beneficial, but we have so we have really made it uh, culturally appropriated in our society. We've made it okay, but we have to remember that it is a powerful drug and we've normalized it. That was the word I was looking for. And it's, it's, it's powerful to really understand its effects. Give yourself a month away from social media. Seriously, you guys, you'll thank your, you'll thank yourself. Yeah. You just don't realize how stressed out you are until you take a break. And then you feel your body go, You you just you start doing these deep sighs and you're like, wow, why am I doing these deep sighs? There's nothing going on. And it's like, oh, 
Go ahead, Christine. Christine Marie, there's also the understanding that the more it's like your set point for dopamine can get higher and higher. So then you need more dopamine hits to get back to a place where, you know, that used to be easier before. So when you go take Mm -hmm. it for a while and and actually, you you know, fast from it, um, it it also helps you kind of maybe get dopamine for more appropriate things like like seeing, you know, connecting with people or something, you know what I mean, in in a different way. I, I also liked uh, when I was studying all this, uh, thinking about keys, keys fitting in locks. And so dopamine um, is an important, uh, we're always trying to find the key that unlocks that because it feels good, right? But when you jam the wrong key in, the lock doesn't work the same. And so that's why we tell people take a break from the dopamine hits is because you're trying to clean out your system and figure out, okay, what are the keys that really work well for me in a balanced way? That means I don't have, my highs aren't extraordinary, my lows aren't so deep. I can have more of contentment. You know what, what I wanted you to just touch on, I know this is kind of going to doing a deep dive, but with the amount of kids that I see that are getting medicated earlier and the amount of ADHD uh you know, just it's a generational thing. What do we need? How does the, the whole Adderall and all the medications that our kid are taking have to do with the dopamine? Like, what is that doing? Like, add that into the mix. Oh, oh, that's a great. So within the podcast on uh, the recent Andrew Huberman one, it's kind of interesting. So you have a do- uh, baseline of dopamine. Caffeine actually acts 1.5. Uh, above that dopamine baseline. Uh, sex is double that dopamine baseline. Adderall and ephedamine, ephedamines in general as a pharmacology are 10 times above the baseline of dopamine. So I see that it's actually, I think it's actually making it worse. <laughs> um, it's, and I have just experimented myself with ephedamines to see if they were right for me. And I, I felt absolutely insane. And I know that they work short time, but uh, Christine had an excellent point that I wanted to touch on as well. When you, when you are using things like Adderall or those addictive substances, getting back to your baseline, just as she said, you will now have a harder time, a much more difficult time at achieving that that pleasure before. And what you're doing is you're stripping the joy of your life. And so those, unfortunately, these poor, these beautiful souls, these kids on Adderall, and I've seen some on a liquid Adderall at the age of five, which I think should be freaking illegal. You're, you're, ugh, you're just, you're stripping them of uh, experiencing pleasure is what it is. It's, it's disheartening. So then when you add alcohol to the Adderall, I mean, is that is it is it knocking it down or is it increasing it? It increases the effects. Christine, do you have? Oh, no, I, I I was actually going off on a, on a different take of looking. I just was wanting to look at, you know, the, our culture isn't prepared to deal with the children that are coming in right now. It's the status quo. You know, there there there's a there was a system built up to sort of feed into in the industry industry and socialization. And the kids these days they don't want to do that. That they're here. Mm-hmm. To, in my opinion, they're here to shift shift the um, shift the vibration of the planet and yeah. going into the woo here please but um um so the drugs help 
that to calm that down, right? Because I was a pre- preschool teacher, kindergarten teacher for many years, and that kind of schooling isn't necessarily the way school has become, has not been necessarily beneficial for the small child. Small children need to move, they need to run, they need to explore the world, they need to roll, they mm. need to grow. They don't need to sit in a desk. Um, and that's part of the reason I stopped doing education because I didn't want to teach first and second grade level education to preschool children, right? There's certain ways that things are happening. So, so how do we help foster the human being and the human spirit with, without, you know, and, and even these human beings and human spirits who are experiencing um, the Adderall and the, and the drugging because the adults around them don't know how to deal with their energy. Um, how do we help them shift out of that once they get the chance? So now as adolescents, as young adults, you're coming into another part of your world how do you shift your world and understand that how, who you are at your basic level is perfect and beautiful and amazing. The world just hasn't been able to deal with you <laughs> up to this point. Mm. And it's your turn to offer your gift to the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it takes early education from, you know, from the get go, but um, this is, this could be a whole show. And I don't care if it takes 15 shows to mm-hmm. educate, you know, the grandkids from our experience now, going down and just trying to light up the world with the knowledge that's in there because at the end of the day the programming has got to stop um it's not it's just not an okay thing but that's that could be pencil for another uh conversation but what i would like um brian to experience is a card from christine so we can end this topic on a on a sunshiny day. Uh, <laughs> I'm just say that too. So you can't stop change. Change happens. Change is a part of the universe. It's what it is. We go from day to mm. night, from spring to winter to you know, or from winter to spring to summer to fall. We can't stop change. These cycles of change are happening, and no matter whether we like it or not, change is happening. And that's the way it is. So, um, tell me when to stop, Brian, and I will. Okay. Stop. Okay, stop. Okay, now you want me to pick from the top, the bottom, or the middle? Uh, the top. Okay. Oh, so what this one is, dun, 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 is the fool. Mm. You are taking for following your heart. You pick oh. the first card. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's really a card. In most tarot, it's the 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 picture of a young of a young person leaping off a cliff, right? And the thing is, when we follow our heart, we have to. It, it's a heart centered thing. Our the the I like to say that the frontal lobe of our brain, which in our young people is still being formulated until you're about 28, but that that frontal lobe of the brain is wired to connect with our gut and our heart. And, mm. and so you're working from your highest level of evolution when you are connected to your heart with decisions like that and i could do another uh, well i could do like usually i'll do three the second one that i'm adding on from the top is is called um abundance it's emotional abundance it's so from the past so right now you're taking a leap of faith you're being supported by some emotional abundance it's the three of cups it's like feminine energy and joy and and feelings right really feeling and that's helping that's helped you move forward to take this leap of faith and what i'll say too is the third card i'm going to pick to put on top of that to layer it on is that this is the hierophant card um and the hierophant card is about doing what you came here to do in this lifetime it's the buddha sitting in the roots of the bodhi tree and downloading all of the suffering of the world and also path of how to help heal that suffering so what where you are in your life it's usually about 33 but there's also it happens all the time you're downloading the information that you came here to give it's a beautiful time to give that information and to be who you are see that's why you're on t-sports radio yeah (laughs) all right if we have to get a hold of you guys how do we do it 
Christine Marie, you can uh, call me at, at um, uh, 805-350-2705 or text. Okay. Oh, I have chills. All oh, that resonates so much. Thanks. <laughs> Brian, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, ball in B Allen at college.lifewest.edu. All right. And you can Hi. get a hold of me at R Ellsworth at uh, college.lifewest.edu. Nice. Gotta take a little Woo. break. We got who got right after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back and I let go with so much Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with A View from the Deck. Mike, I was going to pick a card for you, so I'm going to um, uh, just shuffle. Just tell me when to stop shuffling, right? I'm looking at that. This is a different deck, but go ahead. Tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to pick from the bottom, the top, or the middle? Let's do the middle. The middle. Do you want me to pick from this one, from this side or this side? So here, the bottom of this or the top of this? Um, the left. The bottom. Yeah, yeah we'll do that okay. bottom. This one? Oh no, no, yeah. this one. You said this one. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. So the card is oh okay the card is the seven uh, the seven of swords I don't know if you can see it wait here we'll put it here it's the seven of swords and what it means to me this card is whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you are correct in other words energy follows thought and um, thoughts swords are thoughts and this person looks like he's kind of you know walking away you know taking stealing something or getting getting rid of something but he's actually what is he doing right it's really about you know if you've ever heard of you know um parking karma yeah right if you know you can get parking you get parking and that's the best example i have of it so it's just about you you know really watching your thoughts and helping them to guide you with what you want in your life um you know and and making sure that you know that how you think you will so so you live right (laughs) Uh, well i ended up here and I have a lot more to say, so I'm excited to come back on the show on later dates. And Great. Um, nice. Yeah. All right. So listen, we've we got to say gratitude. We're going to take a little break, say some gratitude. So don't go anywhere, Santa Barbara and the world. We'll be right back. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This show, this show is Zoomed, and I'm just bubbly all over the place because we've got Micah Kraft on board, and she's going to be joining us regularly. So we have just built a family again, and I love it. 
it's like we're on the, we're in the same tribe. So my gratitude this week is going to be to Dominique for reading something. Was it Catherine Austin Fitz, Dominique? What was it? Yep. Catherine Austin Fitz uh, supports sustainable uh, life and she supports the Western House uh, uh, nonprofit. Nice. And so I want to just thank the Catherine Austin Fitz, because if it wasn't for her, Dominique wouldn't have found Micah. So we got it. That connection continues. Dominique, who do you want to give thanks to? We got. I want to give thanks to Karna because the Ayurvedic tradition is hugely important in, in my personal health. And I'm so grateful to have an Ayurvedic practitioner in Santa Barbara. How do we connect with you, Karna? Well, my business name is uh, Maharani Ayurveda. And um, I have a, a website, Maharani Ayurveda. My phone number is 805-452-2526. And I love to be a resource for the youngins and right. everybody in holistic health. Beautiful. Christine, we got a t- 20 seconds. What, who do you want to give a little love to? Um, I want to get a lo- give a little love to myself. It's <laughs> Venus is retrograde right now, and it's a forty days of self love. So everybody, honor yourselves, honor your bodies. You know, it's it's so hard sometimes to to be in this world. We are all doing the best we can. So let's love ourselves. And I'm taking this from Christine about a few months ago. She says you gotta feel it to heal it. Santa Barbara, the world we love you. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a bush of wind.